Hey friend, I'm Robin May and a few of the professional hats that I wear includes being a transformational speaker, a life coach, and a licensed therapist. And personally, well, I'm a wife, a mommy to three girls, and a pastor's wife, just to name a few. Girl, I'm over here doing all the things while trying to stay in shape and keep my skin clear. But the truth is, I don't want to be known for being busy. I think that's a scheme that somebody set up. No, I want to be known for living a life that is in perfect alignment with what God intended. And I want to help you do the same. So it's with that in mind, I'd like to welcome you right here to Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Over here, we're creating a safe space to have real conversations with real women on real topics. This is a judgment-free zone where we can be vulnerable and honest and curious about our lives so that we can elevate not just what we do, but who we are. So if any of that resonates with you, again, welcome to our safe space. This is Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Hey, sis, one more thing before we get started. Listen, a few years ago, I started asking women to define what happiness means to them. And when I tell you, I was shocked how hard it was for women to put into words their happiness. And the truth is, I could relate to it, girl. Life can sometimes get so crazy that it's hard to be clear on what happiness looks like and feels like to you. And so with that in mind, I created the absolutely free five-day Define Your Happy Challenge. I am on a mission to help 1,000 women define their happy. So if you're ready to get clear about what makes you happy, head on over to defineyourhappy.com. Okay, that's it for real now, y'all. Let's get started with this week's episode. Well, hello, it's life coach and licensed therapist, Robin May, and it is time for another episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Y'all, it is time for a brand new series and this series is called Friendship Therapy. Baby, I have been talking about this. I have been super excited about it and there's a reason I've really been looking forward to it and I'm gonna tell you the reason shortly. But first, welcome to this brand new series. Again, it's called Friendship Therapy and over the next few weeks, we're going to be unpacking Friendship and adulthood, you know, because (laughs) navigating friendship as adult women, honey, is much different than back in the day when you could just write a note and say, will you be my friend? Yes, no, maybe so. They need to come up with an adult version of that. (laughs) But adult friendship as women is pretty interesting. It can be a bit complex. It can be beautiful. And I want to talk about all of that. Now, if you are new here, welcome. I am super excited that you have stopped by and I hope we can become fast friends. If you've been rocking with us for a while, thank you for hanging with me and my guests. We take it as an honor that you keep coming back. So thank you so much. Now, I want to remind you of kind of the heartbeat of this podcast. I really focus the podcast on what I call series. We will talk about a different topic and we'll stay with that topic over the course of four, maybe five weeks. Our first series, I believe was six weeks, maybe, maybe seven, and it was on motherhood. And then we've done several, what I call one-off episodes, and now we are here for our next series. Listen, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm super excited. Will you do me a favor and subscribe to the channel specifically, and then like and comment and let other folks know that we are here. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, can you subscribe to the 
um, channel and can you leave a review? What that does is that it helps to amplify the message. It puts more eyes on it and it helps other people grow because over here we are elevating y'all, not just what we do, but who we are. Now, I told you I'm super excited. I am so excited before I go any further. I'm super excited about this. I am so excited. I have created a product, a product for our time in this series and well beyond. So I am a journal girl. When I'm working with my clients, I am constantly telling them to grab their journal. I buy journals for everybody just for about every every event my daughters told me please don't buy our friends not now read another journal they said enough of the journals <laughs> but i am a journal girl and so i have created a girlfriend journal there are two different options if you're watching this on youtube you can see the actual journals right here if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app just go to robin may online.com slash friend robinmayonline.com slash friend and you can grab the journal but i want you to see it just describes the different types of friends every girl needs a pray you through friend a laugh with you friend a cry with you friend girl i describe all the friends we need a friend that reminds you of who you are a friend that tells you to get your money right and inside of the journal there are quotes that are aligned with what's on the front and then just additional quotes it is such a beautiful journal i hope you grab it again you can go to robinmayonline.com friend to make sure you get it we're going to have some more product just under the friend category i am super excited but not only that i am excited about this series is because i believe that friendships with our sister girls is one of the most valuable resources in our lives. And I think it may be odd to hear friendship seen as a resource when you're talking about your relationships, but let me define what the word resource means. The word resource is something that is necessary for effective operation. And y'all, that perfectly sums up for me the power a friendship for me it is a necessary part of me operating at my optimal best i believe that friendship is the gift that keeps on giving as a matter of fact i often say that having a safe circle of sister friends is a part of my success strategy real friends show up for you and challenge you and inspire you and check you who gonna check me boo real friends will check you real friends truly are a gift but over here on intentional conversations with robin man friends you know we keep it real and while friendship is a beautiful gift navigating adult friendship as women can sometimes be a real trip to say the least it can be beautifully complicated and then we can go ahead and keep it real and take the beautiful out and just say it can be straight up what it is complicated listen if you've never had any complications in friendship girl consider yourself blessed and i really would like to talk to you because i don't know about that but if you've never had any conflict honey i i don't know i don't know what to tell you because most of us have experienced conflict in friendship and because of that i have found that many women have given up on the idea of having strong adult friendships because the complicated part is just too much for them quite frankly 
Now, I keep using the adjective of strong, strong friendship, and I can replace that adjective with close friendships or solid friendships or even intimate friendships. Whatever the adjective you use, many women have just decided to have, hey, girl, friends. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, let me tell you. I'm going to explain that to you in a minute. But some people have decided just to say, just to have, hey, girl, friends, instead of, intimately closely connected relationships but did you even know thinking about that idea that some people have just decided it's just too complicated did you know that there really is a thing called friendship trauma did you know that friendship trauma is a real thing i'm actually going to give you an article it's going to be so many articles i'm going to share with you in this um, podcast so make sure you go to robinmayonline.com podcast when you scroll down that page, you're going to see a tab that says resources. That is where you can find all the resources from any of the episodes that I have had so far. Trauma. And like I said, I am adding that article on to our resource tab. But basically, friendship trauma is a lot like PTSD. You know, PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. And I know that can sound dramatic, but if you really break down what that means, post-traumatic, a, a trauma happened and you're still dealing with the ramifications or the emotional impact of that trauma. I even coined a phrase. Y'all can use it. I'm going to go ahead and let you borrow it. But when you borrow this phrase, I need you to give me my credit, honey. I have coined a phrase called PDSD. PDSD. So instead of post-trauma stress disorder, I call it post-drama stress disorder because sometimes you may say, well, it hasn't risen to the level of a trauma, but it has definitely been drama. And so basically friendship trauma or friendship PTSD or friendship PDSD can happen through a variety of experiences. Maybe as a child, you never quite connected to other girls. And so that has carried into your adulthood. Maybe you had a very close friend that betrayed you and you never got over it. Maybe you and a close friend over time lost your connection. It was no fault of yours. It was no fault of theirs, but life happened and y'all are no longer connected, but you are still deeply grieving the loss of that connection. We don't like to talk about this, but maybe you were the one who tripped out and the friendship ended. We don't want to talk about when we tripped out. Maybe, and I work with a lot of women on this one so often, maybe you had very high expectations of a friend or of friends and those friends disappointed you. I actually did a live about this. Make sure you look on our YouTube page for live or go to my Instagram, Robert May Online, because I talked about what happens with disappointment. But we're going to continue to talk about this over the course of the series. But all of those are just a few examples of friendship trauma or friendship drama that can cause us to be weary of creating space in your life and quite frankly, in your heart for friends. You're like, I ain't got time for all of that, Robin. I don't have time for it. And I want to add this. Some of you are dealing with friendship trauma or friendship drama because you are living out a narrative that isn't even yours. 
you grew up with messaging from your mother or from your grandmother or someone you looked up to and they were telling you what you should or should not do when it comes to friendship with women and the messaging that they were giving you was based on their own painful experiences and so they passed that messaging down to you honey this maybe you better not let honey you better be careful about they passed that messaging down to you and so you're living out someone else's narrative when it comes to friendship and listen i understand the idea of learning from those who came before us but i also believe that we have to learn how to eat the meat and throw away the bones because some of us are holding fast and hard to stuff that ain't even ours maybe we could just spend some time with that but i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna keep going but back to the stuff that is yours your own experiences you're like rapping yeah, I got some messaging from mama then, but girl, I didn't have my own situation. So back to the stuff that is yours, girl. Can I just tell you, I get it. I get it. Listen, this is not even in my notes. If you are listening to this on the podcast, you may not know that I follow along with notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, hey girl, you see that I'm looking down in my notes. I don't even have this in my notes. And I'm trying to figure out if I want to talk about this today or if I'm going to talk about this in a future episode. I think I'm going to wait, but I asked a couple of girlfriends, would they, I was preparing for this series and I'm calling it friendship therapy. And it made me think, would you go to friendship therapy? And I had a very strong response to that. But after I talked to a couple of friends about it, I have massaged my response a little bit. So this is what I want to do. I want you to DM me on Instagram. That's the best way for us to connect. Will you DM me on Instagram as soon as you listen to this episode and tell me, would you go to friendship therapy? (laughs) I have a very strong opinion about it. My opinion is still strong about it, Um, but I have massaged my opinion a little bit. And so I want to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram, Robin me online, and maybe I have a special guest. Have I already mentioned that I have a special guest coming? I don't know if I have. I have a special, 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 special guest coming. I'm going to ask my special, not today, not for this episode, but for a future episode. And I'm going to ask my special guest this question. But y'all ain't gonna be y'all not gonna be ready for her response, but I'm gonna ask her. So I want you to let me know your thoughts before before I ask her and give my opinion. Okay, I got all off track. But again, I get it when it comes to having your own experiences with friends and sometimes it causing you to want to pull back from friendships. Listen, I've had my fair share of disappointment in friendships, but there is one hilarious response I have to that and one real response. So again, I've had my own fair share of friendship disappointment, friendship hurt, friendship pain. But what I often say, this is the hilarious response when I'm talking to women about this and they tell me, baby, I just don't deal with women. I don't do women. I just don't do that. I often tell them, well, I have gone to a restaurant before and eaten at the restaurant and I got sick. But that didn't stop me from never eating again. I didn't decide I'm not ever eating again. 
I just won't eat at that restaurant anymore. In case I might get an endorsement one day, I won't say what restaurant it was because maybe I speak life over myself. But I remember when I was pregnant with one of my children, I have been pregnant so many times, baby. I don't know which child it was, but I was, it might've been that first one. It might've been Ryan. But I remember when I was pregnant with her, I ate something from a fast food restaurant. That's all I'm gonna give you. I ate something from a fast food restaurant. And y'all, I can't even smell that item to this day. My oldest daughter is 16. I cannot smell that item without getting sick. Now, again, I ain't DM me. DM me and I'll tell you, I can't say it publicly because I might get an endorsement one day. But I cannot even smell that item now. But baby, do you think I don't still eat? No, baby, I'm still going to eat. And as a matter of fact, I still eat at that fast food restaurant. I just don't eat that particular item. So why am I saying that? I'm being facetious. I'm, I'm joking about it, but it's true. You have cut off your um, ability to have close relationships or close friendships because you had one, two, maybe even three disappointments, but maybe it's just a shift in that relationship and not all relationships. But remember, I told you I have two responses to that. One that's just kind of hilarious, like this fast food incident, but I have another response to that, and it is this. I believe that one of the ways I'm able to navigate challenges or disappointment that I've had in friendships is because I understand that I too have disappointed others. And so I am very aware that while, yes, I've had friendship disappointment and friends have hurt me in the past, I understand that I too have disappointed friends and I have hurt friends. As a matter of fact, in our conversation today, you saw the title of this podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you three times that I know I let down a friend. And one of those times I actually got dumped by a friend. Girl, I got friendship dumped. Have you ever got friendship? Why am I always asking y'all to DM me? But I'm going to ask you again. Go ahead and DM me and let me know on Instagram. Have you ever been dumped by a friend? Baby, I have been friendship dumped and I'm going to tell y'all about it. So again, one of the ways I'm able to navigate when I've been disappointed is that I recognize that I too have disappointed others. And when you begin to see life through that lens, that it isn't life just happening to us, that we're also making life happen, that we live in a perpetual state of sowing and reaping. Others call it karma, but I use biblical language of sowing and reaping, y'all. It's a never-ending cycle. You are either sowing or you are reaping. And so I know that I show, or I at least try to show, a lot of grace in my friendships because I know that I need a lot of grace. Now, I don't know if this is surprising to you, but the topic of friendship really does come up often on my counseling couch. Now I ask you, would you do friendship therapy? And when I, maybe I should explain what I mean by that. I should have explained what I mean by that. Would you go to therapy with your friend or a group of friends? Like, would you go on Ayala Fix My Life with your girls? <laughs> no, but would you go to therapy because you and a friend are having conflict? Would you go to therapy with that friend? That's what I meant by friendship therapy. But I will say that the topic of friendship comes up quite 
frequently on my counseling couch. And y'all, I don't work with adolescents. So these are grown women and the age ranges from 20 to women in their 60s. It comes up often. And I believe because as women, we really do long for that type of that type of connection. And so when I am talking to women and helping them navigate a challenge that they are having in their friend with a friend or in their friend circle, when I begin to suggest to them when they are venting and they're getting it out and they're talking about it and we're unpacking it, when I begin to suggest to them, well, have you ever found yourself in a place where you disappointed a friend or have you ever disappointed that friend before? I sometimes get some pushback. And again, I get it. It's much easier to look at our wounds than to be aware of how we have wounded. Yes, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give that to you again. It is much easier to look at our wounds than to be aware of how we have wounded. And that is often because we know our intentions and we even know what we were thinking or what we meant when we said or did something. But knowing our own hearts doesn't mean that we haven't hurt others. Now, let me pause for a minute. Let me pause because sis, I don't want you to get confused. I am not suggesting that you ignore the disappointments you've experienced in your life or in your friendships. I'm not suggesting that at all. Your story is your story. Your experience is your experience. Your journey is your journey. What I am suggesting is that often we see life through a vacuum, through a very, very limited lens. And that lens is just of our perspective. And just because we see it this way, doesn't mean that that's the only way to see it. Y'all, that's why I absolutely love working with people who are really ready to deep dive and who are open to challenging themselves. Y'all, that's my jam. It is so powerful to me when I am working with someone and we begin to look at their life and we begin to turn their life upside down, turn it around, look at it from all the different angles. It is mind blowing to me the revelations that you can get y'all when you open your mind to a different perspective. Now, listen, sis, I want you to hear me. Some of you have, you know, if you were in church, the pastor would say, not you, but your neighbor. So not you, but your home girl. <laughs> now, girl, I'm talking to you. Some of you have ended friendships because you could only see your perspective and you didn't consider that there may be another way of looking at things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, girl, you know what I'm talking about. Some of us, some of you have ended a friendship because you only had your limited perspective and you didn't consider that there was another way of looking at that same situation. Y'all, we have so much to talk about on this series because I really want to unpack that because there are some assumptions that we make in friendship. And I'm going to talk about that in a future episode within this series. There's some assumptions that we make in life, but particularly in friendship. And so you're seeing this situation this way and you are assuming and thinking that this is the only way that it can be seen. But all of us are coming into every relationship with all of our life experiences and all of our cultures and all of our mindsets and all of our um, world views. And so you may be coming to a conclusion 
or having an assumption about how your friend responded to something without considering, well, wait a minute, maybe it's just a different way of looking at it. And like I said, some people have ended relationships prematurely because you had a limited perspective. But I'm not going to leave you hanging, girl. Let me tell you this. If that is you, if what I just said stung, if you're getting uncomfortable, if I came into your subdivision, drove down the street, went down, turned to the right, and then I pulled on up into your driveway, if I'm at your house, I want you to understand, sis, it's all good. Because even that fuels your story and your journey. You can take that experience and that lesson and make sure you don't do that again. One of the things that I've come to realize, and it's something that I really want to help others understand, is that we all are a part of one another's story and journey. If we truly believe that God is sovereign, and he is, and if we truly believe that he is orchestrating our lives, and if we truly believe that he does um, work all things together for good, even the mess ups, even the stuff, this person may have come into your life for that very reason. Maybe that person was brought into your life for that very reason. And so once that was realized, their um, part in your life was done. So you don't even have to stress out about it, but girl, you need to learn the lesson, honey, because if not, you got to stay in that class until you pass, baby. All right. So let's go back a bit. Remember when I said, I believe friendships with our girls is one of the most valuable resources in our lives. And then I gave you a definition of a resource, which is something that is necessary for effective operation. Well, girl, that's not just my opinion. There has been so much research done on the power of friendship. As a matter of fact, just recently, the CDC released a study saying that our nation is at a crisis and that the crisis is that of loneliness. I'm also going to post that article on our research page. So remember, go to robinmailonline.com slash podcast, scroll down to where you see resources, click resources and go to um, this episode, episode 13. But I do want to read an excerpt from this article. Listen to this. Social isolation and loneliness have become widespread problems in the United States, posing a serious threat to our mental and physical health. Social isolation and loneliness have been linked to, listen to this girl, it has been linked to increased risk for heart disease and stroke, type two diabetes, depression and anxiety, addiction, um, the S word, I can't say this on YouTube, the S word, and I'm going to keep going because I can't say that on, on YouTube, dementia and premature not being here anymore. All of that, you have to be careful on YouTube. And so I have to be careful how I say that because you will get striked. And so all of those things, y'all, can you believe that social isolation and loneliness have been linked to an increased risk for all of that stuff? Let me keep reading. Social isolation is the lack of relationships with others and little to no social support or contact. It is associated with risk, even if people don't feel lonely. So now do y'all see why I say strong friendships are a resource? Social isolation has so many long-term risks. And so I know 
that many of you who are listening to me have decided that you are cool on friendships, but I want to suggest to you that may not be good for you. Let me read one more part from that article. The full article again will be on the resource page. Listen to what this says. Loneliness is feeling alone or disconnected from others. It is feeling like you do not have meaningful or close relationships or a sense of belonging. It reflects the difference between a person's actual and desired level of connection. Watch this. This means that even a person with a lot of friends can feel lonely. Oh my God, did you hear that? This means that even a person with a lot of friends can feel lonely. Okay, so do y'all remember I kept using the adjective strong to describe the type of friendships? And I mentioned that some of you have decided you're only going to have, hey girl, type of friends. <laughs> now y'all know I'm a bit dramatic, but I'm telling you, when I define hey girl friends, you're going to really, really get it. So I believe there is a difference between hey girl kind of friends and girl, let me tell you, kind of friends. Now, like I said, when I define it, you're going to get it. So your hey girl are the friends is just your surface level relationships that we have on um, social media or maybe that we have at work. Girl, you can even have that at church. You just are like, Hey girl, y'all are just very service level. You're happy to see each other. You um, enjoy hanging out sometimes with one another, but you never go beneath the surface. My sister actually calls those kind of friends. <laughs> she calls those kind of, we're from Texas. And so y'all know the Cowboys and um, uh, football is a big deal in Texas. So my sister calls it, what about them Cowboys? <laughs> kind of friends. Baby, we're just talking about the game. We're not talking about anything deep at all. We're not going beneath the surface. Your um, hey girlfriends, the girls, y'all just say hey girl and y'all keep it moving. But it can even get tricky because you and your hey girlfriends, y'all might go to hang out at church that y'all sit by each other every week at church. Um, y'all might go to brunch together. But again, the relationship is surface. I believe I created a diagram that kind of talks about the levels of friendships. Um, if I find that diagram, I'll post that on the resource page as well. Because see, some of you are getting frustrated because you aren't clear about the natural progression of relationships. But I'm going to save that for another part of this series. Okay, so you have your hey girl friends, but then you have your Girl, let me tell you, kind of friends. These are the friends that you have a deeper connection with. Now, the girl, let me tell you, kind of friends could run the risk of only being gossip type friends. So you want to be careful about that. But your girl, let me tell you, friends, is the one that you share your life with. That's the girl that you're saying, girl, let me tell you about what happened with my daughter. I need you praying. Girl, let me tell you about this scripture I was studying last night. Girl, let me tell you, I need you to be praying about this situation in my relationship. You don't want it just to be about gossip, but I want you to develop more. Girl, let me tell you kind of friends. And y'all, that takes time and that takes a history of you both proving your ability to be a safe space. Listen, girl, you have to prove that you can be a safe space and other people have to prove to you that they can be a safe space. And that happens over time. You know, another way you can think about that. 
you have the friends that you just they ring the doorbell and you just talk to them at the door hey girl you're gonna stay right there but then you have the friends i have friends who come in my house and they will go in my bedroom they will go upstairs in my bedroom and i'm like where are you going but they know that they are we have that level of relationship there are people baby you're not going you might come on in and you're gonna sit in the den but you're not going on upstairs in the bed now some of my girls are like robin i ain't never been in your room if you you know you're my girl just for whatever reason the room was a mess that don't apply for everybody but I just want you to really think about developing some girl, let me tell you, kind of friends. So let's go back to the CDC report. It says that you can have a lot of, hey girl, types of friends. Now, you know the CDC report didn't say that. I'm describing it like that. They are saying you can have a lot of people around you and still be lonely. And loneliness is an epidemic. But you know, the CDC report is not the only report that has talked about the importance and the benefit of friendships. There are so many studies that have been done. I'm going to link another article that gives us seven fact-based reasons friendships are good for you. And I'm going to give you the seven reasons right now. But this article gives seven fact-based reasons. Number one, quality friendships make you healthier. We saw that in the CDC report. But again, you want to be careful. This is not about quantity, but about quality. Number two, the second fact is that quality friendships make you live longer. Number three, strong friendships make you happier. One of the longest running human studies on happiness has shown that relationships are the number one key indicator of joy and happiness. If you have gone through the Define Your Happy Challenge, then you have seen the importance of friendship as I talk about that in the Define Your Happy Challenge. So how many have we done? That's three. Number four, strong friendships make you less likely to get sick. Listen to this. It says this. We all know that stress harms our bodies in a myriad of ways, but new evidence shows that social ties can buffer these negative effects and indirectly strengthen our immunity. Y'all, this is crazy. In another study, researchers found that sociability, watch this. I have a friend that even if she doesn't listen to the podcast, I am going to send it to her and I'm going to fast forward to this point right now because watch this. It says, researchers found that sociability reduced the risk of the common cold. Of 334 participants, those with the highest quantity and quality of social connections were least susceptible to getting sick when exposed to a virus that causes the common cold. The association was completely independent of other factors like stress, health practices, and baseline immunity. In other words, people with friends are less likely to get a cold regardless of their own lifestyle decision. Baby, we over here dropping facts. The article is linked on the resource tab. So that's one, two, three, four. Number five, friendship is linked to financial success. The most successful people in life, business, and finance can effectively interact with people. I remember, can y'all help me with something? I remember I read a quote one time and I was looking for the origin of this quote, um, but I couldn't find it. So can y'all help me find it? I read a quote that said that we earn, that we earn, I'm going to ask one of my financial guru friends, that we earn within 20% of the five people we spend the most time with. 
Yeah, that jacked me up. We earn within 20% of the five people we spend the most time with. Okay, number six, friendship improves your mental health. Science tells us that friendship reduces stress, it strengthens self-esteem, and it creates a sense of belonging. Friends are good for your psychological well-being. And then number seven, friendships make you feel safe. Okay, sis, so I pray that I can rest my case. Friendship is one of the most powerful resources that we can have. And I don't want you to allow your trauma or your past drama to keep you from curating healthy, strong, life-giving friendships. And as the, the, I always get that word wrong, as the statistics have shown, this doesn't have to be a gang load of people. My sister is the special guest that I'm having on the podcast. My sister is coming on the podcast and I'm super excited about that. But my sister always laughs because she says, Robin, you have way too many friends. And we're going to talk about that in my perspective on tiered friendship on a later episode, but I understand why she says I have a lot of friends because when I think about my core values, and I've shared this with you before, my core values include, number one, my relationship with God, my intimacy with God, being in fellowship with God. Number two, a healthy connection with my family that we are gelling together and operating well together. Purpose and destiny, fully walking out my purpose and then Friendship. Friendship is a high value for me. Those are my four core values. But here's the deal. Friendship may not be everybody else's core value. And so they may not prioritize friendship the way I do. And that's not right or wrong at all. And so, yes, I tend to prioritize friendship a bit more than someone who does not have friendship as a core value for them. But it doesn't mean that friendship doesn't matter to them. Do you understand? So that's why my sisters, I was like, girl, you got so many friends. But again, this doesn't have to mean a whole lot of people. Girl, get you a solid three or four. I think that's important because sometimes we have one good friend and we're putting way too much expectation expectation on that one friend. And I promise you that one friend is going to disappoint you. So get you a good three or four. That's too many for you, baby. Get you a solid two. But the bottom line is I don't want you to negate the power of friendship because of your past experiences. Okay. As I wrap up this conversation, I want to continue to practice vulnerability and realness, which is the heartbeat of this podcast. And I want to share with you the three times I know we're going a bit longer than I wanted to, but I'm going to go ahead and keep this as one episode. I want to share with you the three times I know for certain that I have disappointed or frustrated a friend. Let me tell y'all, again, I've been preparing for this um, series for a minute, just kind of thinking through it and mulling over some ideas. And so I started sharing with a couple of my friends that I was going to share three times that I knew I disappointed a friend. And baby, I told them, listen, I'm not asking for any more. Um, I don't want any more uh, pointers. I don't want y'all to tell me any more ways I disappointed a friend. You ain't got, because I didn't want them to be like, well, what about that? I don't need no more examples. I got, <laughs> I got all my <laughs> I got all of my examples. But remember, I said to you earlier that one of the ways I'm able to have grace in friendships is because I know I need grace. And I actually operate this way in all of my relationships. And I'm not telling you that it is easy, but it's a personal walk of integrity for me because I do not want to operate as if I'm the only one who is hurt 
or that I am always in the they did this to me lane or that I'm always playing the victim. That's very frustrating to me. I don't want to do that. And so I try very hard to remember that the same way I want folks to give me grace and not make assumptions and to not take one instance as a reflection of my entire character is the same thing I want to offer. Now, I do want you to know that there does come a time that you got to go ahead and wrap up a friendship. I have had to wrap up my fair share of friendships as well. But at the, um, I try very hard to give the grace I so desperately desire. To show you what I mean, here are three ways, y'all, that I know I have disappointed different friends, okay? So here is, okay, so you're going to hear me being very careful about how I'm saying this because I'm trying, I'm trying to protect the innocent, baby. I'm trying to protect everybody <laughs> as I share this story. But I had a particular friend and we had mutual friends. And this particular friend, this was many years ago, many, many years ago. Um, I don't want to say how long ago because, again, I'm trying to protect parts of this conversation so or parts of this situation. So many, many years ago, we me and this particular friend and we had mutual friends that we often did things together well this particular friend was hosting an event and i was not at the event i probably found out on social media and i'm confused like what why wasn't i invited this is weird well over time the messaging began to come to me that this particular friend was frustrated because they felt like one of the reasons they were frustrated is because they felt like they were initiating more to maintain our connection than what I was doing. It felt like it was a little bit one-sided. Now, when I've reflected on this, it probably was, but I feel in my humble opinion that there was a very valid reason that it was one-sided. But nevertheless, this person was frustrated. So I had to just accept then, okay, well, that's why this person was frustrated, but this is the part. Another part of the messaging that I got, you know, just over time is that this particular friend tried to say something to me. Now, let me put a caveat in here. I don't want to speak anything over myself, y'all, but y'all got to pray for your girl because my memory is not good. I really am challenged with my memory. So I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember this particular friend trying to have a conversation with me. I do not remember it. It doesn't mean that it did not happen, though. And if I know the me I was then, and I'm thinking about this particular friend trying to have a conversation with me about why they were frustrated, I know the me then probably was flippant. I probably was passive aggressive. I probably was dismissive. I probably did not create a safe space for this particular friend to share her frustrations with me. If I think about who I was around that time and the work I have done since, I can imagine that if that particular friend tried to say something to me that I did not respond as gracefully, as prayerfully I would respond now. Now, keep in mind, what the frustration was, I simply don't agree with, but I could have probably, if I know the me then, responded differently. And so I know I disappointed that particular friend. And so the lesson for me in that was to learn to respond gracefully, even if you don't agree, to create a safe space. Y'all hear me talk about safe spaces all the time. Now that I think about it, that may have fueled this idea of creating safe spaces. It doesn't have to be agreement, but at least it can be a space where the person feels heard. And I can imagine my girl didn't feel hurt if she really did try to say something to me. So I got dumped. 
I got, and am I still dumped? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, we're not friends now, but we're cordial and there's no hard feelings. I pray on either side. Um, I have just accepted that as a part of my journey and the lessons that I have to learn in life. Okay. Okay. Let's get off of that. Situation number two. Y'all, this is so embarrassing because I am a whole mental health therapist and I tell people I pay my mortgage by keeping people's secrets. But y'all, can I just keep it real? Again, this was many years ago. Yes, it was. It was many, many years ago. So we can chalk it up to I was much younger. <laughs> but a friend did share something with me and... I repeated it. I repeated it to another friend. Now, again, remember I told y'all about my memory. As I was thinking about this podcast, I was trying to remember why I repeated it to this particular friend. And there was a reason. It was it was something like I felt I know what it was. There we go. There we go. There we go. I know that I what this particular friend shared with me. I felt that what she was being told by somebody else wasn't true. And so I'm talking it, about it to this other friend. But anyway, y'all, it gets back to my girl because I was the only one she told y'all. And when I tell y'all, my I was heartbroken because my friend was so disappointed in me. y'all. She was so disappointed, even thinking about it now. And so what has the lesson been for me, honey? I am a vault. I am a vault. Now, of course, I'm a vault in my counseling practice because, again, I pay my mortgage by keeping people's secrets. Some of your faves sit on my couch, baby. So I can pay my mortgage by keeping people's secrets. But now when it comes to even friendship, and that's often puts me in an awkward position because friend A can tell me something and friend B can tell me something, baby. And friend A and B are friends, but baby, your girl is a vault. I'm not saying anything because especially if the person says, Robin, this is just between me and you because I learned my lesson. Now, do I always 100% do this perfectly? Probably not. But for the most part, honey, because that taught me a lesson. And then the third, third thing, the third situation. This is more of a general situation that began to happen in friendships, but I began to recognize that I had placement issues. Now that phrase is coined by my girl, Aqualyn Toy. Hey girl, she phrased this um, idea called placement issues. And she says that people think they have a different place in their life, in your life than they do. Well, I began to realize I had placement issues because what was happening is that in my friendship with people, if I considered you a friend and you were sharing something with me or we were talking over something and I could hear the cognitive distortion or I could hear the, the um, limited perspective or I could see that the way you were processing it was going to do you harm. Girl, here I come in with my cape. I put on my cape and I swoop in to save the day and I'm saying, well, no, I'm giving you pushback. I'm challenging. I'm asking tough questions. And baby, everybody didn't want that. I began to learn. Baby, everybody ain't asking that of you, Robin. Everybody's not asking you to show up in that way. Everybody has not invited you into that level of relate. Baby, when I tell you I have learned this lesson the hard way, I had to learn, Robin, you are assuming that people want to connect with you in that way or they are inviting you to have that part in their life and they may not be. 
Now, to be fair to me, kind of how I've described it is that if a hairstylist sees somebody's hair looking a mess, it's hard for them not to say anything. If if you if your friend is a stylist, just a close style, you you're talking about, baby, I got my this on and that on, and they recognize that ain't quite working, it's gonna be very hard for them to say something. If your friend is a trainer and y'all at the gym and they she's not your trainer, but y'all are at the gym and you're working out and she sees that you're lifting the weights the wrong way. She's going to say, girl, that's not, it's very hard not to do that. To be fair to myself, it is hard to hear people I love. This is what I've described to my folks that I see people walking into oncoming traffic and I'm supposed to just sit there and be quiet. And I've learned, yes, Robin, hush, because if they have not asked that of you and y'all, it got so bad when I began to get this real revelation. What often happens in human behavior is we go all the way to the opposite end. <laughs> when we realize we need to make a change, we go all the way to the opposite end. So y'all, I started being like, oh, I have nothing to say. No, Robin, you have anything? Nope, nope, nope. Until the people who wanted that from me said, Robin, stop all this foolishness. I'm asking you for a reason. And so the lesson I learned was do not assume that you have a place in someone's life that you do not. Because I was rubbing so many people the wrong way because I was assuming I had a place in their life that I did not. Well, y'all, that's it for episode one of French, well, not episode one of our podcast, so let's not get confused. This is episode 13, but this is the part one of our friendship therapy series. I hope this blessed you. Do me a favor. Can you text your bestie or your friendship circle? My girls call it, my daughters call it a friendship group. Text your crew and tell them to listen to this podcast. Y'all, this could be really good um, conversation starters for you all to dive deeper in your connection. And then make sure that you grab your friendship journal. You can find it at robinmailonline.com slash friend. Get your journal. I actually have a tea coming up soon as well, a t-shirt that says, I'm not going to tell you what it says. I'm going to surprise you. So make sure you grab your journal, either copy. And remember, I am committed to helping you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. Until next time, remember to live intentionally, fully engaged. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Listen, these conversations are to help you live intentionally, fully engaged, to help you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. And listen, I am committed to being in the trenches with you. If you haven't already, make sure you head on over to youcanlivelife.com slash academy. Yes, girl, the academy doors are open. This is where you get to dive into further conversations on our podcast topics. We get to dive into the trenches of the life course, the course that I have created to help you create the life that you long for. And we get to have monthly office hours where you can ask me any questions you have about all of this. Girl, Life Academy is where we can do life together. So head on over to youcanlivelife.com slash academy.